Hey everyone, thanks for joining us on today's episode of Let's Talk Recovery. My name's Aaron, this is Caleb, and uh, we're just grateful you guys were able to connect with us. I want to throw out a couple of reminders. First and foremost, be sure to engage with us on our social media. That's Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Just to stay up to date with what's going on around here, you can check out these episodes, uh, just any news content. Be sure to like, to share, to subscribe, um, and then to leave reviews, especially of this show, as we just continue just to try to get this content out here as we're doing something different let us know what you think um, as long as it's uh, incredibly positive um, and uh, just build us up and inflate our egos but right. but more importantly man get this out here as we just endeavor um, just to kind of change the the terrain the dynamic of recovery ministries and then lastly um, I want to give a plug for for Caleb's book pursuing freedom um, this is what these episodes are kind of based on is um, we're going um, through um, each of our action items in there and so you can find that on amazon.com again that's pursuing freedom by our very own Caleb Spider and you can follow along with us today get your copy um, $10 only and so just a, a great way just to grow in your recovery and so um, I will um, today I will I will introduce the action item since uh, Caleb says I'm always you know you know, skirting out of that responsibility, yeah. but this this lesson isn't nearly as offensive to people as <laughs> as forgiveness yeah. or taking responsibility is. Or. But but it says this: I will confidently confront the hurts of my past and, to the best of my ability, resolve any issues that continue to control my present and impact my future. And so we we wrapped up uh, last episode last week. We were talking about forgiveness, and so that's directly um, in correlation to people, our relationships, and so. Um, respond is kind of an extension of that you know if you're in our book it, it's a it's a second part of, of that lesson um, and it's it's dealing with with things that have happened to us events in our past not so much people so a lot of the tools resources we talked about um, they do relate to this in a sense um, but it's just a, a little bit different and so this is an extension of, of lesson seven in our book our identify lesson as we've identified root causes um, which are you know directly related to people places things and we're, we're navigating those breaking away from them breaking the, the hold they have on our life um, and the way that they've just uh, caused us to to stagnate and grow so how do we get past this and so um, Caleb you have anything you want to add to that yeah so the, the first part of the book here in, in our process is that we're dealing with our past you know and that and that is we want to we want to take take care of the things the negative things that have happened we identify what those things are uh, whether it's a, per a person or event, and then we w we want to properly deal with that, so we can, you know, the, from from after this after this episode, move forward. We're going to start dealing with our kind of our present and into our future, and how we, how do we start living our life? And and basically, you know, sometimes our past, because of all the things that have happened, it, it just becomes this huge anchor that we just drag around with us, and, and you know, and it, it keeps us from moving forward. It keeps us from. Uh, living the life that God designed us for, uh, and, and and you know, so so today and um, our last episode, we're uh, really working on cutting that thing loose, you know, and, and freeing ourselves to, to to begin to really move forward and, and to do the things that we want to do, and that's really based off of this verse here in Philippians three, which is um, is Paul saying, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection, but I press on to possess the perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. 
No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing. Listen to this part here. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. And so my emphasis here is that we, you know, is that I really want us to, to focus on living the life that God has called us to. And, and you can't do that. You can't move forward. You can't drive your car forward if you're always looking backwards. And, you know, and so much, so much of us, so many of us are always looking back because we have never dealt with those things. You know, we've, we just continue to be controlled by anger or resentment, guilt from uh, people that have hurt us in the past or events, things that have happened to us that are outside of our control. We continue to allow those things to control us and to keep us from developing and growing um, and living our lives, you know, and that's that's what today is about is, is to get, like I said, to kind of put a bow on that, to, to wrap up those things, um, you know, and it's not something that we just automatically forget and, and ignore and act like never happened. It's a process that we, we go through, but it's 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 a choice to begin to live, you know, it's a choice to begin to take control and it's a choice to to become the people that we're designed to be. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it really is. Um, you know, it's funny. I had this thought. Um, now I should probably keep my mouth closed, but I'm just going to shoot it off anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not no. that bad. Um, so, you know, you kind of hear people joke around about marriage. Oh, just the old ball and chain. Like, you know, our spouses are somebody that kind of just like hold us back or whatever. Um, and in my mind, I don't know why I was thinking of that. Uh, maybe it's because my wife messaged me. I saw her face pop up. No, just joking. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, this these types of things forgiveness and, and responding to our past is is legitimately that ball and chain it's something that um that we've allowed to be clamped around our ankles that that we do drag with us and um it's such a an accurate picture of what takes place and and sometimes you have one um most people have multiple and they're just like clipping it on as we're going through life why am i struggling why am i stuck why aren't i growing and this and that and it's like well dude you're carrying around like half a dozen dozen more events or traumas or things that have happened to you you refuse to let any of them go how in the world could you pick up anything healthy at this moment or, or move along and, you know, going back to Philippians um, here where Paul is talking that um, I don't mean to say I've already achieved these things, um, but I, I press um, things that I've, or that I've already reached perfection. Again, it's a process. So here's this process. We've got to remove these weights, these things that hinder us. Um, Hebrew paints another great picture of this um, when, again, Paul's talking about running the race um, with endurance. But it says, I press on to possess the perfection for which Christ first possessed me. Now, if you really break that down, um, how did Christ first possess us? It was through forgiveness. Mm -hmm. It's through grace and mercy. And so what are we pressing on? Um, we're pressing on to, to possess that same grace and mercy, that perfection through which Christ did us. I mean, it was such a selfless thing. And he said, no, dear brothers and sisters, I've not achieved it. But, but that's the pursuit. The pursuit is to be Christ-like, to have the same attitude that Christ Jesus has, that, that if this is how, you know, he's saved us and what he's done for us, that the goal here is to um, extend and to live in a manner that reflects that. No, dear brothers and sisters, I've not achieved it, but I focus on one thing, and this is where he actually points back. Well, this is that perfection, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. And I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Jesus, is calling us. Now, he, he's laying out the roadmap here that, again, um, we get stuck and um, we, we're stagnant on our growth or we're not making the progress we want. We wonder why recovery is not working. 
and he's laid out the roadmap here that if we want to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize, which should be the goal for all of us as Christians, whether it's just strictly recovery related or, or not, but how are you going to do this? Forgetting the past, looking forward to what lies ahead, that, that you have to deal with this, that, that all of these things centering back on that, that forgiveness and our response to things that have happened, that it's a sinful, fallen, broken world, and we're not going to get past that, um, but, but we do have an opportunity and responsibility to respond in a manner that reflects what Christ Jesus has done for us. Yeah, I mean, you know, think about what, what do we typically call it? You, like you were talking about, you know, that you know, so many somebody complained about not being able to grow is because they got all these events in their past. What do we call that? We call it baggage, right? You know, oh, I'm bringing all this baggage into this relationship or whatever. You're like, that sounds great. <laughs> you know, I don't know why why your relationship didn't work out or why this thing didn't work out. So, like, oh, I've got this baggage and yeah. baggage you know, aren't trophies, by the way. Yeah, you know, you let but, go of those. But you know, that's that's <laughs> funny you said because that's people treat them like that. Yeah. You know. It's it's such a it's such a an interesting dynamic, especially like with with recovery. Uh, been around enough people that, that have gone through this set. You know, initially, you know, those things happen to you. Whatever it is, the bad things, the, the people or events, and and you're resentful and you hate that thing. And then the next thing you know, you kind of become accustomed to it. You know, like oh, this is just. This is, you know, here's my baggage here. This is, you know, I, I'm, I was abused, you know, I was cheated on, I was blah, 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 blah. You list off those things and this is kind of just, this, this, this is just part of who you are. Uh, and, and then not only do we move past resentment and just kind of, this is, this is just, just what it is. Then we start to identify as those things like it becomes, becomes our spirit animal yeah it becomes our identity <laughs> you know and the, and like that's that's a really unhealthy place to be like well i'm a i'm a i'm an abuse victim i'm abuse i'm a you know i'm an alcoholic i'm a that's who i am that's who this is you know and, and you know some recovery programs even kind of promote that I, ideal yeah. you know like well once an alcoholic always an alcoholic it's like i don't know when you stop drinking alcohol like and have given it up after, I don't know, 10 years or so, that's probably safe to say you're no longer an alcoholic. Now, does it mean you should go out and drink again? No, but um, you, you, you shouldn't identify that way. I mean, like, like I'm not gonna get too too far into the culture here, but I mean, man, what are we dealing with right now in our culture? It's like, we are identifying ourselves by single attributes of, you know, yeah. our skin color, our, our gender, whatever we feel that is today or who we choose to love or, or the, you know, it's like, this is who I am. It's like, it's never healthy as an, as a human being to identify yourself by one attribute of, of your past experiences or your, you know, your characteristics, like to say, you know, uh, my, the, the one, one poor part of my identity that's most important is, is, is my skin color. Like that, that, that's everything about me. Like that's that's not that's a very small fraction of what what you are, your past, your you know the abuse you experienced or the the negative events that have happened to you, that that doesn't make you who you are. I mean that is not the entirety of your of your personality or, or who you are as a person or, or how Jesus sees you, um, and and you know we should never take those things and make them central to who we are, and so many times we do that. Um, and that's what we're talking about here is that we have to break free from that idea that that's that's what makes us who we are this one thing you know there's a lot of things that make us who we are and those things and we can choose to, to take those things and, and be empowered by them you know we can we can take 
take the negativity away from it and say, this is going to make me a stronger person, uh, make me a better person because I'm going to grow from this situation or the circumstance um, where we can continue to just drag it around with us and be like, hey, look, here's my, here's all my baggage. Here's who I am. The stuff, the stuff that I refuse to let go of, the yeah. stuff that I refuse to allow me to, to grow and develop and, and live my life is I'm just going to keep bringing it along with me. <laughs> kind of reminds me, you know, you ask people, uh, man, how, how are you doing? Busy. You know, and they wear that as their badge yeah. of honor. And it's like, that's who I am. I'm busy. Yeah, I'm busy. Or whatever. I mean, but it is that thing that it's just, we've got to learn to break free of that. And so, and Vince, in our past, um, here's the thing, man, we get, we don't control the things that happen to us, but you do control how you respond. Um, that, you know, I can walk up to you and I can punch you in the mouth and, that from that point on, like there, there's pain. Something's happened, um, and you you get to determine what the future looks like from then on. You know, are you gonna hit me back? You know, are you gonna are you gonna cry or you know you gonna hold it against me forever? You know, whatever. I mean, that's happened. There's no changing that. Like you can't go back in time and, and change that. But but the steps moving forward, we can. And and I get it. I mean, there's there's so many things that that this can relate to. I mean, you may have lost a loved one, um, I may have lost a child. I mean, there's things that are unfathomable that have happened and none of this is to minimize where you're coming from or the, the, the reality of the pain. Um, I mean, there's things that you could have gone through that, that Caleb and I just can't even imagine, but that doesn't mean that it has to cripple you moving forward forever. That's not God's plan for you that's not God's will for you it's not his desire for your life is to be stuck in that moment forever um, it's that unfortunately you've got to grow and you've got to move forward you've got to respond in a way that that's healthy long term yeah um, one of the things I have written down and we've talked about it oh a few episodes ago one of our early episodes is, is this formula is E plus R equals O. What that means is events plus response equals the outcome. And that, that I stole that from Jack Hanfield and the success principles and he actually stole it from somebody else so it's okay for me to steal it. Um, but what, that, what that's talking about is that you know an event happens right whatever happens to us a bad thing has happened to us you know uh, somebody's died or you know we were abused or whatever and then but, but that doesn't determine by itself the outcome. Our response determines that outcome and so like think about and I've had this happen maybe it's because we live in a small town uh, but uh, you'd be driving around and, and somebody will do something that would normally irritate you on the road you know they they're driving slow in the left lane or they cut you off or they're tailgating you or or you're tailgating them or, or whatever and um, you get you know your normal responses you get angry and then you happen to, to, to come around to the side of that person and you realize it's somebody you know. Have you ever done that? Yeah, one time with Pastor Rick. Yeah, I was going to say, Rick, normally I do that to make him mad. You know, like <laughs> I do it on purpose. But, you know, what's funny is that when you do that, all of a sudden, now I don't feel angry, right? Because it's like, oh, it's somebody I know. And you start, you, you like wave at each other. You're like, you know, you laugh about it or you, you know, talk about it next time. Oh, man, sorry, I didn't know that was you. Now, if that was a stranger, you would still be mad. Oh yeah. The event, the event that happened, right? Them cutting you off or whatever, that, that still happened, right? And your initial reaction was to be angry. And, and, and again, 
I've had it happen a number of times a day where because I'm a, a, a rageful driver, you know, so it doesn't take much for just ask my wife. Uh, it doesn't take much for people to irritate me when I'm on the road. But the thing is, is that when it's some, someone to know that did it in any other circumstance, I'd be angry. But then then I find out, oh, it's so it's, it's, it's Pastor Rick. <laughs> so I won't be, you know, now that I'm laughing about it. Yeah. And that's crazy how that happens. It's like the, it's the exact same event totally two totally different outcomes and and the only the only thing that changed was my response to it and so that's how we have to look at things that have happened to us in our past is that we can you know those things are terrible uh they can be you know very terrible they can be you know traumatic things and um how we interpret it the lens that we look through uh is totally going to determine that outcome so are we going to to like Aaron was talking about, allow it to just kind of keep us stuck, keep us from living the life that God has for us, or are we gonna uh, grow and, and develop uh, from that thing? Yeah, um, and so I do like this. Uh, it's uh, we can let those things define us or refine us. So when we're talking about our past, that um, you know we touched on that the definition part earlier. You know, is that gonna become your identity, who you are? Um, that you're defined by your past or is it one of those things that that you will don't allow your past to determine who you are but but you take things from it and and allow it to, to refine you I know for me I mean it's kind of um, I grew up in a certain neighborhood not too far from here and it's funny there's uh, a lot of us that came from that same neighborhood um, and most people took kind of that circumstance and that lifestyle and, and we, we grew up in a similar way and uh, it wasn't the most high-end place. <laughs> no. Some might define it as a ghetto. <laughs> um, and then there's there's certain people there. that um, they, they took where we were coming from, and that became the definition of who they are. Well, they were poor white trash. They're always going to be poor white trash, you know, at the, in their mind. I'm not saying that's who they are. Um, but that's what they've allowed them to be labeled. So this is the circumstance they're coming from. This is the people, the situation. And they just completely bought into this lie, and that's how they place their value system and that was the cap they put on their success this is all i can be because this is all i come from and, and everything else and then there was some of us that said no that's not going to define me i'm not going to be stuck in this neighborhood forever um i'm not going to be stuck in this this trap this circle this cycle forever i'm going to do something different i'm going to step outside of it um and and we see that not only in the podunk town i come from but i mean you see this all over the world that people come mm -hmm. from um come from backgrounds, come from circumstances, come from places. Some of them allowed it to define them, put a cap on who they are, who they'll be, where they'll go, what they can do, um, what they can achieve, all these things, all these limiting factors. Well, this this is just my lot in life. And then others are like, um, they took it a completely different way and it created motivation and it, it caused them to be more successful than if they'd <laughs> come from a higher end part of the community, you know, yeah. and it became this driving force. And so um, now you can take that, that same idea of, of just lifestyles, social economic backgrounds, things like that we come from, and you can apply it to events. You know, I've seen people um, with wounds. There's a there's a lady in our community. She runs a phenomenal um, recovery ministry, Light of Hope. Um, this stemmed from pain that she encountered through the addiction that, well, she experienced pain and addiction and abuse and then um, her daughter did as well, and she actually lost her daughter um, to an overdose. And some people would take that circumstance and, you know, so here's this woman who's coming out of addiction. Some people, a lot of people would go back to their addiction at that point. 
He's like, all right, I've lost my daughter. My life is a wreck. Everything's crumbling around. I must go back, um, and I'm going to suffer an addiction forever. Um, she did something that few people do. She did the harder but the more rewarding thing, which was I'm going to turn this pain into purpose. And then she started a phenomenal ministry, and she helps um, just a tremendous amount of people in our community and makes a positive impact. But again, she took this event from her past. It was painful. I can't even imagine the loss of a child. I can't even begin to pretend to relate with this. Um, and she came to a crossroads with it. Crossroads with it. I can either, you know, go left, go back to addiction. I can go right, and I can, I can try to make sure this doesn't happen to another mother in the community. And I mean, that that's what we're, that's what we're talking about right now. Mm -hmm. Is <laughs> we we have a choice to respond. Yeah. So I'm sorry that you were hurt. I know Kayla's sorry that you were hurt. We're sorry for the pain that that's happened in your life. Don't let it define you. Don't let it, don't let it choose who you're gonna be moving forward. Break, break free from the stigma. Break free from the status quo and do something phenomenal with it. Transform it and, and use it to, to fight back um, in whatever you're coming from. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. It, um, it, you know, we're not trying to uh, minimize the difficulty in, in overcoming these things by making it sound like it's simple, but it, it really is. It's simply making a choice. Now, simple doesn't mean easy, right? So let's always use an example. Marathons are simple. They're not easy, yeah. right? Left, right, left, right, repeat for 26 <laughs> miles. That's simple, right? We all know, basically know how to run, but it doesn't make it easy. Making a choice is simple. Only the wicked run. <laughs> easy. Uh, Making a choice is simple. You know, you got to make that choice. It doesn't mean it's easy, right? And so we're not trying to say it is, and we're not saying that again. Like most things, like we talk about, is that it's not gonna, it's not gonna happen overnight. You're not gonna just make a decision and then your life is just automatically sunshine and rainbows. That's not how it works. It's a process, and you have to to, to break free of that thing. But yeah, it's like uh, the one of my favorite movies, uh, the, the Shawshank Redemption. You know, the character says, "Get busy living or get busy dying." You know, it's like, what are you going to do with your life? Like, that thing's happened. You know, whatever your event is that you've identified from our, our lesson a couple couple weeks ago where we, we worked that out, it's happened. It's not going to unhappen, you know. So so what are you going to do? I mean, that's, and, I, and you know, sometimes I have to have that conversation with people in, in recovery ministry and kind of give them a kick in the butt and say, okay, you know, great. I, I get it. That hurts. But now what? Like, that's it. This is this is all we're gonna do. This is all we're gonna be. This is the life we're gonna live. Is we're just gonna to, to kind of wallow in this. It's like no, you gotta, you know. I, I mean, and I get I get as best I can understand it because I know I've known a lot of people that have been through a lot worse things than I've ever been through. Um, I get I empathize as best I can that 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 pain is is something uh, that I don't want to experience. But uh, you know. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Like you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to do something. You have to live. You got to keep on going, and um, that that comes down to making that choice. Are you gonna be a, a victim or a victor? You know, something we say is that uh, are you gonna continue just allow that thing to just control your life, or are you gonna control it? Are you gonna take the reins back on on, on what who you are and say, okay, this is no longer this you know this baggage i have this is no longer the thing i'm going to identify as it's going to be part of who i am but it's not going to be everything i am and i'm going to become you know i'm going to become a better person because of because i went through this 
and, and uh, use that to grow. And I'm going to, you know, and not only, you know, God never wastes a hurt. So you may have gotten like um, Aaron was talking about the lady in her community that has uh, this ministry, Light of Hope. She's taken her her hurts, her pains, and has changed the lives of a ton of people yeah. through that. And think of it, so many lives would have been worse off if she decided to stay a victim. And instead, she, she decided to, to change her life um, and change the way she responded to that thing. And she's changed the lives of others. And, and um, you know, and that's it's such a great story. And there's so many other stories we have from recovery where people have done that, where they've decided to no longer be identified uh, by those things that have happened in their past and have um, changed their life. And now they're changing lives because they're living that because, you know, other people are inspired by what they've done. They're saying, oh, if they've, they've gone through those things and have done it, then I can do that. Yeah, and this actually reminded me as we're sitting here talking. I like to just look up random stuff sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I know he's paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but it's in Romans. The yeah, last two episodes, we've been talking about Romans quite a bit. Romans 8.28, I believe it was. Yeah. Um, and let's get to that. Uh, Romans 8.28, and it says... Um, Starting in verse 27, it says, And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. The Spirit pleads with us believers in harmony with God's own will. And then in 28, it says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called to God um, according to his purpose for them. Um, and, I mean, it really paints a picture of what we're talking about here, that um, I mean, we live in a sinful, fallen, broken world. Bad things are going to happen. But, but as believers... Um, we kind of have this responsibility and again i'm gonna say it and we know that god causes everything to work together for the good of those who love god and are called according to his purpose for them god's not saying everything's going to be good for believers um, or those who follow him as you step into recovery and endeavor to change your life we're not even saying that everything's going to be great moving forward um so whether it's uh past present or future you know this this response this thing that we're trying to drive home here um is tied to this that that you can you can let it be this thorn in your side this pain or you can allow it to become a purpose and god can use it um for good that um i mean there's nothing worse than having a painful moment in your life and allowing it just to cause pain forever where you can take that same thing and allow it to be used for good. Um, I've done something similar with the fact that, that I did. I spent you know almost 20 years in addiction. Um, I did all these awful things, and, and those were sources of shame and guilt. And I can continue to, to waller in that if I want to, and, and that just be what defined me for the rest of my life. Or now I try to use my experiences to, to talk to people and, and to allow God to use it and, and to relate to, to where people are coming from. Um, you know, if you if you've lost loved ones and, and you find yourself in just an incredible season of loss, um, you know, grief, yeah, hurt, those things are okay. You know, um, to to feel that pain, but you don't want to be there forever, even in that moment. I mean, here's this awful thing that happened. There's other people that are hurting. That that if we give into a response that's godly, well, then what we've learned through that grieving process and what God's taught us and what he's done for us, we can begin to impart in other people. And, and so in those, we go from victim, this happened, um, 
to, to Victor. That, that even if something happened, by definition, there may be a season where you are that victim, and that's on the other side of this. But when you come to the realization that God can use all things for the good of those who are called according to his purpose, and then you make that transition into victor, and, and you start using your past, your pain, your circumstances um, to reach across enemy lines and, and to help people um, for, for God, for the kingdom pull them into recovery whatever it is and it changes that dynamic where um you know again i mean i'm not not proud of things that i've done but even looking back on this moment um, i have a hard time saying that i would change things because i don't know that i would get to do the good that i do now um, god didn't make those things happen those were stupid choices that i made on my <laughs> own um but it didn't define me in the end it refined me and allowed me to do what I get to do now. So um, that that's the choice that we're left with. Yeah, I want to hit on one thing that Aaron was talking about is that, you know, especially like in the case that you're, you know, there's loss, you know, loss of a family member, especially like a parent or child that I can't even imagine. But, um, you know, don't take anything that we're talking about here to, to mean that we don't take the time to grieve or to, to you know, process whatever emotions you have in those moments. Like, you know, th there's a and everybody's different you know you gotta you gotta grieve however long you know that you need to, to to deal with that all we're talking about is that after some you know an appropriate amount of time which you know you need to decide on what that is that we you know we pick ourselves up dust ourselves off and we start moving forward again you know it's um <laughs> There's a saying is like if you're going through hell, just keep going. You know that's the thing. It's like don't sit down, right? Don't sit down and, and wallow in that. You want to keep going so you can get out of it. And and um, you know so don't don't take what like I said. Don't take what we're saying to, to say. Well, you shouldn't feel bad about these things, or you shouldn't you know you know have emotions or any of that kind of stuff. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is process those things, grieve, be in that moment, you know, deal with that. How however you need to talk with whoever you need to process that that event uh, but then at some point though you have to at some point when like I said whatever is appropriate for you you have to decide to start moving forward you can't allow it to just stop you where you're at yeah and this is a process um, I mean kind of what Caleb's talking about right now I mean it's not it's not an overnight thing um, you, you do need to process what's taking place but begin to move forward um, begin to to kind of exercise those recovery muscles on this and and to allow God to, to heal you, to grow you, to, to lead you to where he wants to be. Um, I can't remember the exact um, verse, but, you know, as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you know, even talking about that, um, God is our comfort, he's our rod and our staff, and then he'll lead us um, to still waters. I mean, so we'll walk through those processes, but as you lean into the Lord and, and trust him to shepherd you and to guide you, that that the end result is a place of being healthy again that, that that's that's the goal and our response here is to allow god to do work and to lead us to where he would have us to be um, proverbs 3 5 through 6 says trust in the lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own understanding and i think that's incredibly important when you go through um really detrimental traumatizing things that um sometimes it's so hard for us to understand the how or the why um we want to question the, the nature of the character of god and, and all of these other things um and, and i think that's just kind of human nature to try to go there immediately but but don't do that instead it says seek his will in all that you do 
and he will show you which path to take that um, take take our human reasoning out and just try to come to a place of knowing and understanding that um, this, this world's bigger than us it is broken it's fallen that this was not God's original intent for us um, and but we do need to to lean into him in these moments and to, to recognize that by human nature <laughs> we'll inherently make the wrong choice it's it's only when we lean into God and pursue him that we'll make the right path so every step of the way responding and processing through this that you've really got to center it back to do your relationship with God growing and developing that and allowing him to say all right Aaron now I want you to pick up your right foot and I want you to take a step forward and, and up here you're really want to gonna gonna want to go left but I'm gonna need you to go right and then for us to have the maturity and the obedience to, to know all right this is difficult it still hurts today but but I know that God in the end if I just pursue him will get me to a destination where things are better um, anything you want to add on that no I mean that no, I think that's pretty good as far as um, why well, I would say that, yeah, when we're talking about how we process this, like, what do you, what, you know, how do I deal with this thing? You know, maybe I, I have been holding on to this event in the past that's been hurting me. And um, I think what we're talking about right there is that, you know, one of the things that we need to be doing is just praying, right? Praying for, for God's wisdom and his, you know, praying for purpose. What's God, what am I here for? You know, start asking God to reveal what is what it is that you're uniquely gifted for and what life you know where what role do you play in, in the world in which you're living um, so that God can start to reveal those things to you and by revealing that you can start to see and this is the life that I could be leading if I'm willing to let go of this this anchor this baggage that I'm holding on to and so that would be the one thing I would first first start to do it if you are kind of feeling like you're stuck or attached to this you know negative event in your past is to say start praying praying for uh, to God to reveal to you what what is it that he made you for what what am I here to do who am I here to serve um, and, and you know see that he reveals those things to you so that you can um, uh, so that you can uh, uh, see what you're missing out on you know um, that would be the one that would be one thing I would tell you to do uh, we're doing that so <clears throat> yeah and uh, so Psalms 139 23 through 24 says this I, I love this I, I use this verse a lot um, it honestly is one of, one of my favorite passages in scripture and it says search me oh God know my heart test me know my anxious thoughts point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life that that in this process um, there's things that that we may have justified um, that that we may have grown comfortable with, that, that we don't see, and we need God to help us to identify those things. That, you know, the unforgiveness that I had in my past for a long time, I thought it was a power almost, like it was, a, it was my safety net, you know, it kept me from, from wounds and hurt, and I needed God to give me a revelation moving forward that that that's not accurate I mean there was things about my past that I identified with that I needed God to bring to um, the forefront of my mind where he would say that's not who you are your, your definition um, your identity does not come from that it comes from me and so when we really begin to look at this man search me oh God know my heart um, test me know my anxious thoughts we're asking God man do 
do a searching and seeking because I need a second set of eyes on this. I, I've become complacent. I've become um, unaware of what's going on. I need you, Lord, to begin to bring these things to the forefront of my mind um, and then point out anything in my life that, that offends you, that we've got to also have this place of maturity that when God begins to deal with us and say, um, all right, like you're, you're stuck here in this moment. Um, it's time to move forward that that we have the maturity to, to respond and say, all right, I'm, I'm ready, I'm willing um, to kind of take these next steps. Yeah. So in addition to praying, um, you know, again, to, to have God start to reveal, you know, if, if you've been, um, like I said, if you've been kind of stuck on a, on a moment or stuck with this negative event, some, sometimes we may need extra help, right? And, and there's nothing wrong with that. So you may need to go see a counselor to to have them help you walk through processing those emotions, um, you know, and sometimes you need uh, extra help like uh, medicine to help you get through some of that stuff. So there's like, there's a, there's actually, you know, and, and, I, and I'll say this, in the Christian church, I, I can't speak about other churches because I don't go to churches, but <laughs> outside the Christian church, but, um, you know, sometimes it, it, we, we negatively think about things like antidepressants or, you know, yeah. it's like, oh, you should never be depressed because you're a Christian, you know, you should always be. Joy comes from the Lord. Yeah, joy from, yeah, if you, yes. you, you just don't believe in God enough <laughs> or something weird like that. You know, um, you, you, those people, let me tell you, they don't understand physiology. Like, so the, there's there's an actual, there's actual physiologic processes that happen. So if you, you know, if you go through a traumatic event and you're sad, there's hormones that are related to that, that, that it, as you, we have hormones that are related to all of our emotions. So if you feel anger, certain hormones are related. If you feel stress, certain hormones are, are, are released. Um, same with being sad. And if you if you go through an extended period of mourning, your body gets used to that. They get used to those hormones. And so then when you try to get out of that, then your, your body always wants to stay with what is it's it's normal. So if you if you're overweight and you try to lose weight, even though being overweight is unhealthy your body will try to keep you overweight because it's used to being overweight. And so if you're sad, your body will try to keep you, keep those same hormones associated, you know, for extended period of time, your body gets used to that. And so it'll try to keep it that way. And so sometimes we need, we do need some medication to help get us out of that cycle, to help our body release uh, some of our feel good, feel good hormones, which haven't been released to help us get, get away from that. And so in some cases you do need to go see you know, a medical professional or a counselor, you know, to get things to deal with um, some of those, you know, some of the some of those issues that you know that we're struggling to, to break free from. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's no, there shouldn't, you shouldn't feel a stigma um, or let anybody else put that on you that, that there's something wrong with that. That dealing with those things through uh, other means. Yeah. Um, I always put it this way to people. Um, we're we're triune god was um and so we have three parts there's there's our spirit um which you know when we're talking about these things there's a spiritual element of it and, and we need to we need to recognize that know that understand that that um we do need to lean into god for for spiritual growth things like this you know we have a physical body and then we have a soul which is which is our thought process all three things need care moving forward when we're going through just events and things and and the best way to really put it is you know i have a physical body i need to eat um to survive i can i can pray to god um and and everything else that he'll sustain me forever um but 
well, first, you know, don't test the Lord. <laughs> Second, it's probably not going to work out too well for you because even the Israelites in the desert, God didn't just uh, make their hunger go away and stain them. He fed them. They had to physically yeah. eat food. So, I mean, he rained manna down um, to feed their physical body. So, um, we we need to keep that in mind moving forward that um, there, there may be an element of your physical body, you know, chemical responses, Caleb was talking, that needs healing. Um, God can heal that. He can. Um, God may use your doctor to heal that. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, that, that, that's yeah. okay. Me, you, you may need medication to fix that. that. That's caring for your physical body at times. That's okay. Um, your soul, your, your thought process, your consciousness is, is separate from, from your spirit. Now, you may need um, likely need, and this is an element that we do in our recoveries, we want to treat that that thought process and break those things. That That's actually separate from, from spiritual health. And, you know, these podcasts, that that's great. Coming to our recovery ministry is great. If you need somebody to journey with you more one-on-one as a professional to help you in these areas, that's okay. We want to encourage that because um, it may be and is almost always, I don't want to say almost always because it's not always a chemical um, response, but um, as, as three parts of us become broken in these moments, three parts likely need healed um, and kind of in tandem with one another in conjunction. Make sure you're working on all areas. Um, I think it can be incredibly unhealthy when we neglect these things over here and somebody's convinced you that, you know, I know you got a fever and your kidneys are failing, but but don't go to the hospital. Just pray to God and he'll, he'll make it all right. No, I just, I just don't think that's acting in wisdom. And I don't think it's a lack of faith to lean into the other elements and the other things that God's given us here in the physical and the natural. So Yeah. You know, it's funny what you just described is in, in, in medicine, they have what's called, a, they have a paradigm, it's called the biopsychosocial method and it's kind of a newer you know uh, way for healthcare pro- professionals to look at how they treat their patients and so it's it's a three part it's the bio bio is the physical part psycho is the your mental state or how you think or your thoughts and then the, the social is obviously your social network you know are you isolated you know like people that are you know uh, isolated or so many more times likely to to commit suicide than somebody else or you know they're less likely to recover than you know from an illness than somebody else and so all those things matter and they make up a, the total picture of your you know kind of your your medical picture and so that there's nothing wrong with that like to to just to just look at things from our, our spiritual side and to and neglect everything else is, isn't appropriate like god gave us the natural world and and and, and the knowledge to understand it and and that's um, I mean, part of the stuff that I have in my book is, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy, which is, you know, things that techniques that they have, you know, science has learned helps people that are, are going through some sort of struggle or addiction. So, yeah, um, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so don't don't allow people to discourage that or because the, they're stupid. <laughs> so. <laughs> Anyway. Uh, yes. <laughs> so sorry for the little side note on that. Um, yeah. Let's wrap it up here. Um, not really sorry. It was an important thing to touch on. It is. Um, Romans 5, 3 through 5 says this. Um, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. And so this is the Apostle Paul. Um, he's writing this. And, you know, at, at first glance, just less, less than a sentence in, 
um, you're you're like forget you, Paul. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, I can rejoice. Yeah, like, I'll I mean, pass. that's the thing that I try to avoid in life. That's right. Um, you know, I don't like trials. I don't want trouble. I want everything to be perfect. And I get that. Paul got that too. Um, but but there's something that again, if our response is right, there's something that we can take away from it that actually produces more growth in our life than if everything was perfect. Um, one of the ways that I, I put this, that you know, if everything was great in my life, would I even have a relationship with God? Where would my need be for him um, if, if everything was perfect? Would I have an understanding um, to know that I can't do it on my own, own strength, that these things have come from that? So he continues, um, he says, for we know that they help us develop endurance and endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens confident hope of salvation and this hope will not lead to disappointment for we know how dearly God loves us because he's given us the Holy Spirit to fill his hearts with his love. So Paul's saying, this is a, this is a process that that things, it already happened, like, so why waller in it? Um, why feel defeated about it? Why, why stay there forever um, when you can allow God to use it for his good, as we talked about earlier, and he says, so rejoice in those moments. Um, rejoice because it's going to help you to grow in your relationship with God, to move towards who he's called you to be, um, to, to grow your faith, to help you to realize your need and your understanding for him, that, that there's so much potential and so much good that can come from this bad moment that you can't change anyways. So you might as well allow God to use it for his greater glory, for his purpose, and and allow yourself to be an instrument in the kingdom. I mean, it's just one of those things. So I'm gonna say it one more time. You can rejoice too <laughs> when you run into trials for the help is in develop endurance and endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. Yeah, and so, you know, to bring us full circle here, the, you know, what we're talking about, again, is, is those things in our past, events, the stuff that's happened to us that's outside of our control, we can determine the outcome of that thing by how we respond, and, and that's what this verse is going to, is that, you know, when, when we get tested, you know, we go through trials, you know, we can, we can be upset about it, or we can realize that out of this situation, I'm going to become a stronger and better person. I know for me, like, I've been a part of, uh, you know, I've been in ministry in some capacity since I was probably a teenager. And, and um, uh, there, there's nothing harder as, as a leader than doing volunteer leadership because when, you're, when everybody that you're leading is a volunteer, they can just leave, right? There's nothing keeping them there. You know, if you're not, if you're not a good leader, they just leave. It's not like a, it's not like a, you know, being a manager at your work. It's like, well, I like to eat, so I need to get paid, so I'll, I'll put up with this <laughs> crappy, you know, manager who doesn't know how to do his job or whatever. But in a volunteer situation, they're like, yeah, forget you. There's 20 different churches. I'll just go to a different one, you know. Um, and so, as I've, as I've grown, you know, going through, and I made so many mistakes as a, you know, younger person, or had to deal with so many different situations that you know at the time i'm just like oh this is this stinks this is so stressful or this person I, why do they have to be that way or or whatever and, and, and then the whole time you know i'm learning i'm i'm learning how to deal with people and i'm learning how to deal with different situations and now at the age i'm at now like you know that stuff that would have been a big deal uh, then i mean that's uh, now it's just, you know, I just, that's a normal day, you know, <laughs> it's like, oh, so-and-so is not happy about that. Okay, well, 
here. I, that's no big deal. But before, that would just tear me up. You know, I was like, oh, how do I deal with this thing? And it's it's such, and I've and, and the the amount of the issues I've been able to deal with, or you know, the the size of the ministries that helped navigate, and those things have all grown um, just because of the things that I, you know, the, the bad stuff I've had to go through, the learning experiences. Um, you know, and the choice there is I could have just quit, you know, like, oh, this isn't worth it. I can just like, like other volunteers, I can be like, yeah, forget this. It ain't worth it. I'm just going to show up on a Sunday, sit in the back and, and not get involved anymore. Or I, you know, learn to grow from that and learn to, learn to, um, how does it make me a better person, a better leader? Uh, how does it, you know, teach me to, to, to motivate others and, 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 and do those kinds of things. And, and so that's how we have to start beginning to look at the things in our past as we go, you know, man, this this stunk. I, you know, man, I hated to go through it, uh, but I did. It's happened. It's not. I'm not going to change it. So I might as well start to to look at it through a different lens. Look at it as I'm going to grow from this. What can I learn from this? Um, how can I benefit other people from this? Um, it's all a choice. It's a choice on how we choose to respond. Absolutely. And uh, you know, I think one of the this is this makes us so dangerous in a good way um, when we get this down um, because when you look at highly successful people um, whether in the secular world or not I mean this is an element of what they've learned that um, they, they've grown and, and they've learned through what they've been through and rather than going through life with a chip on their shoulder and they allowed it to, to make them more productive and more useful so you translate that over to, to the church to, to recovery things like this it's the things that, that will set us apart, allow us to reach, um, and to help so many other people. And and that's one of the things that this is all about, that, you know, even the Son of Man, you know, came to serve, not to be served, that, that if we're going to live a life that's a reflection of Christ, that, again, we're, we're going to respond in a manner that reflects that and begin to, to reach out into our community. And you just gotta you gotta learn to roll with the punches sometimes you gotta learn to take things that bad that have happened use them for god's good and, and not to stay stuck and don't 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 let yourself get stuck on a moment of time um you know it's just such a hard thing so anything you gotta add? no i i would just say that to you know in this circumstance when as you're working through this process again don't be don't be scared to, to reach out and get help if you need it um you know lean on your uh, support group your sponsor your accountability partner uh the people at your church if you if you're at a church uh, if you're not i encourage you to get to going to a church absolutely um not to church at home online church not a, yeah, not don't, a real thing yeah yeah that's not a thing um <laughs> we're gonna get about that one yeah well, i'll defend <laughs> go that ahead one. i was yeah. gonna say <laughs> go ahead if you if you want to um you might not like how we respond <laughs> um anyway uh, don't be afraid to, to, you know, counseling, a lot of churches have counseling, reach out and get, you know, help somebody process, you know, if you need that help to get somebody to help you process through those emotions or through that thing that you've dealt with. Again, I, we don't want to take away from the, the, the hurt from any anybody's circumstances because uh, I can't begin to imagine some of the stuff that some people have gone through. Um, but regardless, at some point we got to move forward. And, and so do whatever it is you need to do to help yourself. Uh, move forward and, and to begin living that life that God has made you for. 
Absolutely. Uh, well, that wraps up today's episode. Um, I do want to remind you of a couple things. Uh, first and foremost, if, if you need prayer, um, you need material, you need a Bible, man, reach out to us. If you have questions, if you've got concerns, again, reach out to us. Uh, we can be reached at info at cedarpoint.church. Uh, my personal is Aaron at cedarpoint.church. And I keep promising or threatening this to get Gable an email. And uh, I'm definitely going to do that. But uh, we love, we'd love, love to answer any questions and be there for you. Um, just a part of this ministry, even if you're somewhere else i mean we can potentially find resources in your area to to reach out to help you directly um be sure to, to check out the book pursuing freedom on amazon.com get your copy today that way you can follow along with us and, and begin your recovery journey growing and healing check us out on all your favorite social media outlets facebook instagram youtube um we've got all of our messages from monday night there plus the podcast um all that disseminates drops there um leave reviews share our content all of those things, things. Um, send it to people you like (laughs) and you hate, Um, (laughs) uh, but continue just to to help us to reach people, Um, not really not for us, but because um, we believe that that what we're doing here can, God can use it to to begin to to impact people's lives and impact communities. And so we want you to partner just to be a part of it, uh, part of that with us. And so, um, man, we love you guys. We are grateful that you just continue to stick it out, to journey with us. Um, And uh, we'll catch you right back here next week.